Hi guys, welcome to the Last Set Podcast, episode 151. Now, before we start this episode, I just want to say a couple of things. The first is thank you very much for everyone who uh, has been listening to the 150 episode and thank you so much for your feedback. The second, it has officially happened. The Last Set Podcast now has a Patreon account. Now, after doing this for two and a half years, I think I believe it's time to open this up. I want nothing more to do more episodes for you guys, up the average from one to three a week. And I can do that without, of course, your help. So if you want to become a Patreon, please go to the link. All donations are greatly appreciated. Now, of course, before you say anything else as well, this isn't a fucking sellout thing. (laughs) This is so I can provide more episodes for you. And a big thank you to the people who have already donated so far. I cannot be more grateful. Now, onto the podcast. Welcome, Santi Lucky from Club Fame Podcast. How you boys been? Yeah, good. Been busy, but but, but keeping well. Yeah, good. Thank you for having us. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. I mean, the best thing about Perth and the best thing about working in operating out of the hen house is the amount of people that also come through this place as well and how easy it is just to just have them on. And I don't feel like in, there is enough like cooperation amongst podcasts. I'm not the type of guy who who wants to compete with others. Yeah, I'm. I always always want to get more people on here and just mm. like help them out and all that. Yeah. So I really wanted to like ask about like how did you guys come to this? How did you guys start <laughs> this? Yeah. Um. Well, it's actually kind of like a bit of a crazy story in my opinion. I um I was working at Baker's a lot of the time. And one of the girls I was working there asked me to help her host her afterball, right? So then I did and then got a couple more through that just from her friends, decided to put it all on Instagram um, and they just kind of started blowing up and we ended up getting like 20 the next year. Yeah. So then made a business out of that. Me and Lockie were mates, but he was looking for a warehouse to throw parties at and so was I for the afters. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) So then- um, Obviously, we're mates, but we said, let's go together as business partners um, and joined 50-50 in everything we did. And now he helps me with the afterballs. I try helping with his events sort of things. But yeah, it just kind of became more than an afterball business and like the warehouse. It became a DJ business now as well. DJ hire, photography hire. Um, we do club events um, and we're about to get into like DJ mentoring and all that stuff as well. Wow. So how long's that? been going around for you not as long as you'd probably think yeah what, two? 2020 was the first afterball we did and then where do we get the 21 was when we got the warehouse yeah so within the space of a year we, yeah yeah we've <laughs> it was a ballsy move man. <laughs> <laughs> well the thing was because we had all this stuff going i think i think it was really this year i think that everything started to pop because we had um well i mean last year the afterballs went off that was that was huge yeah. but then this year because of covid we just had this six month period where we had nothing to do and we kind of yes. we were like all right well one we need to make money mm-hmm. um because we're just like got to support ourselves and we're not doing anything right now and then secondly i think we were just bored we got like <laughs> <laughs> we got no work to do so let's, let's get busy so we just started all of this other stuff and then and now it's all kind of happening so yeah wow that i mean that's a very smart business as well after balls considering you know we're always going to have balls and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So Very niche generous. as well. Yeah. Like, is this something that runs throughout the entire year or do you have like one ridiculously busy season? Well, yeah. So usually it's like from January till about March. That's how it usually runs. But ever since we've been running, COVID's affected it. Mm. So we book them for that time, but then it gets delayed three to up to six months um, just because yeah. of COVID because... I think we had lockdowns and whatnot. Yeah. Um, what, but still still now? Uh, no, in Feb. Well, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so we s- 
up to this point, we haven't had a normal season yet. So yeah. next year, hopefully, fingers crossed, is going to be the first normal one, which is about one to three months. Yeah, because we did have a few. Lo- I, w- I do have a few friends in the club, uh, and they were telling me this year has been worse than what it was last year with the lockdowns and stuff, but with all the small yeah. mini ones and the restrictions. Mm. Has that been the same for you guys because you guys work in the club scene? <laughs> well, we've only started working in the club scene. We weren't really doing it. We, we threw a few club events mm, at the yeah, start. Not really. I don't, think, I don't think we had enough skin in the game really to sort of – Get a get a read on that. Oh, okay. So yeah, we just did a couple of events, but we weren't in it every week. If like anything, COVID's kind of helped us. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah. Sometimes we were struggling to find venues because <laughs> it's really hard to find venues for afterballs. Why? Uh, just because, like, the obviously time. underage, so you can't really make money off drink sales. Oh yes, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, and obviously they're very rowdy, so like stuff may get broken. Um, just a big mess after. Not to mention that. Starting at twelve and finishing at three, kind of thing. Yeah, oh, it's after the ball, it's pretty late. So yeah, yeah. So how do you navigate this kind of stuff? Then do you? I just and like obviously having good relationship with venues yeah. helps. Okay. Um, and once they trust you, it's a lot easier. But yeah. obviously coming in when they don't know you can yeah. be a bit tough. So um, how did you gain their trust then? It's a big thing. We've got a couple of venues. One we just um, the charisma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take them out for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. We get we got smart with the one one we reached out was on like um on like a football page and um like a the WA State League page and just said look hey like we'll give you money if we can get a venue yeah um because they f- soccer clubs always need money local sports clubs they're always looking to to raise money you know they're not particularly like profitable machines so um yeah to be able to give to the community like that was a was a good initiative and we got a few venues through that um. Uh, the uh, main, the main a big one, venue though, we yeah. use, um, that, so that was already doing afterballs. Yeah. Okay. And that was p- kind of the first one we used. Yeah. Um, I think from that, just obviously having the reputation of we've done like 10 of these already, mm. um, just it's a little bit easier to reach out to venues and see. Yeah. What they yeah. Say. We get little letters of recommendation and stuff off the venues that we do use. To yeah. Because we get the, the other tricky thing is like, it's hard enough to find like one for one night and especially like, you know, if we're relying on such small amount of venues, mm-hmm. you know, they've got other stuff on mm-hmm. as well sometimes. So they might, we might not be able to use them. Um, but then when you've got three on one night or four on one night, you know, yeah. like, that's when it gets, um, that's when it gets really tricky. So have you had that situation? Uh, like three in a night? We've had three, three in a night, but like Santi said with the, you know, you might have three on the same day and then that was like in February and then. COVID pushes it back and now those three are scattered. So now yeah. it's kind of like, you know, later in the year, it's annoying, but now they're not on the same night. So that I was kind of... I think we've run two or three in one night. We just like I delegated staff, had two venues. Um, I yeah. feel like the most we've done is three, but I can't remember. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. yeah. But definitely two. At least two, yeah. Huge. That was I about, know. I think about 700 people across... Whoa, 700 yeah. like horny teenagers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, man. Like, do you ever go to these and you think to yourself... Oh, like extreme babysitting, dude, man. The first <laughs> one I went to, the first one I organised, um, we had to kick some people out because they were having sex in the toilets. Mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> and like the security just grabs me and is like, you have to come see this. And it's just like a girl like moaning on the toilet, right? <gasps> yeah. And he's just like, what do I do? And I'm like, ah, kick him out, dude. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, now give him a couple minutes. Let him finish. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck though. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it, are you guys like desensitized to that now? I mean, if you knew yeah. this for a while, D- I think so. Yeah. Is it like nothing? It doesn't surprise you anymore. I feel oh, it's like uh, I it's feel like it's gone better though. 
Maybe they are desensitized. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I feel I feel like it's gotten better as well. I think um, like when we were first doing them, yeah, kids were just so drunk and, yeah. and not well behaved, probably mostly because of that. Um, but this year it was pretty pretty relaxed. You still get from yeah. what I've heard from like the community and stuff. It's there's a bit more of respect to the name of the brand that we're doing, and they mm. understand that if they, I don't know, do things that are just going to cause damage or fights or whatnot, it kind of makes it hard for us to run them. Of course, yeah. So like, yeah, I've heard stuff where they just like if they're going to fight, for example, they said that don't fight inside the venue. Then sort it out like later on, yeah, on yeah. different day or whatnot, which is pretty cool for us. It feels yeah. I mean, obviously like better they didn't fight but yeah on the street but whatever yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we can't yeah we can't control everything um, i understood yeah. i gotta ask how old are you guys 26 25 25 oh my yeah. god wow you how guys are how old are you i'm 24 but cool i was gonna say we can't be off because you guys are incredibly mature and all that for your age <laughs> and all that that's, that's well, awesome but i gotta ask like um you said you've been doing this for two years so Walk me through, like, uh, what were you guys doing before this and all that? Like, um, you you mentioned you were working at Baker's Delight. Yeah, yeah, Lucky, yeah. Lucky, what did you say you were doing? Um, so I was um, heading up a marketing team in a, at a finance company, and then um, I was, like, running a magazine as well. So that's what I was doing events no through. Way. So, like, while Sandy was doing the afterworlds, I was doing, like, um, parties through that and stuff and sort of making my, like, inroads in the, in the event space and stuff like that. But then... Um, I just got to the point where I'd like kind of done everything that I wanted to do at that company. Um, loved the job, but, um, you know, needed a new challenge. So, wow. Tell me about the magazine. Um, though. What was that about? Um, that was just basically covering all like the, the local culture and art scene. Um, <laughs> during when COVID first hit, I got like really bored and was like, oh, I'm just going to run an Instagram page, see how like much I can grow it. And I just was like posting, um, like album artwork that I really liked. Um, like very artistic album artwork, and then um, some magazine in Amsterdam picked me up, and like I wanted, they wanted me to write about art for them. Well, out of my uh, wheelhouse, but there you go, little art critic for a bit there. And um, but then I was like, oh, I could just probably do that. So yeah. did you have to like bust out the turtleneck and the eyeglass? He loves the turtleneck. I love a turtleneck, mate. I love a turtleneck. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. So I was doing that, and then I was like, I could probably just start a magazine here, do the exact same thing, and like, because I was um, I was interviewing some people, and like, you'd be getting up at like four or five o'clock in the morning, you know, to catch My time. <laughs> Yeah, well, when <laughs> I, I didn't really want to do it, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I just like sort of left that and then started my mag, and then um, yeah, we were just running that, and then that's when it got to the point where it was like, oh, I'm throwing some parties, but it'd be really fun to do some warehouse raves. And yeah, okay. So when you are just circling back to your warehouse parties, do you ever like, like when you because you've been doing it for a while now, do you ever like get some schools that reach out to you, and then just because you think to yourself, oh, I know the schools, some shit's gonna have to go down, or <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, like an open mind. <laughs> we or? find the schools are pretty consistent, actually. Like yeah. they're pretty. We kind of know what to expect from each school now for doing it long enough. Okay. It might get a bit of a difference, but like mm. for example, like we find with Sacred Heart. Oh, we can't name names. I have to bleep that out. But yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. It's like a school that every year just like sells out instantly, and then every time it's just like packed out, and it's a really good vibe. Yeah, you know, oh, okay. some schools are a lot smaller. And you oh. just you just expect it now, I think. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, so let's talk about the podcast then and all that. So you guys have only been running this thing for how long now? 
probably testing it out for about a month, a month and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. So, tell me, how did you come up with the guy? How did you come up with the name Club Faye? Uh, yeah. So, um, obviously, our company's called Faye. Um, we had a weekly SoundCloud mix that we do for our DJs and like any other DJs called Club Fate Radio. Wow. Yeah, so okay. I thought might as well try to keep some consistency with mm. our diverse brand and let's call it the Club Fate Podcast. And then eventually maybe one day we can own our own club and you can call it maybe club potentially Fate club. club Fate. <laughs> club Fate club. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's just it. It's pretty simple, but yeah, it's just, I think it's cool because it like gives us subconsciously something to work towards i think yeah that's brilliant and how many episodes have we put out so far i mean first time we met you told me that you were holding off on a few we episodes. had a couple i think we still got a couple in the back pocket uh no we've posted the last one we had yesterday yeah. so we're up to that now so three three episodes i think we had one or two where we tested out we had audio difficulties and filming yeah. difficulties but, then, but we were doing them a while ago as well yeah we in weren't doing podcasts yeah, we we're doing podcast clips, clips for yeah. tiktok but we just thought, might as well throw ourselves in the deep end and yeah. learn as we go. It's kind of easier as well, I think, to yeah. like just talk. Yeah. Oh, so what do you mean by like podcast clips? Were you just like putting out small things? Yeah, so we would have conversations like this, but we'd be like, get an artist in or something. Okay. Um, some local rappers from Perth and just be like, hey, what's like your favorite song that oh. goes over the party? And just like little things like that. It's like a, probably like a five minute podcast. Oh. Yeah. And then we just take little clips from that. But you wouldn't release the whole thing? Uh, yeah. we'd, it was really cut So we'd just be like What's your favourite song And we'd talk for about one minute And then we'd be like Okay cool um, Talk to us about the artist Like after And we'd just split them up like that Wow Yeah Okay It was just Kind of getting used to it Talking on the mic And the camera And whatnot, But also like most of our audience has like a really short attention span with the apps and whatnot yeah. that's going that on. That right infuriates me so much. <laughs> I, I don't get how how humanity yeah. or how especially young people have gotten to this point where it's the attention span is just getting shorter and shorter and yeah. people are just like watch what happened to the idea of long drawn out conversations becoming like how that became unpopular and how TikTok these days, we were saying about earlier on, <laughs> but I have I've grown to absolutely despise TikTok lately <laughs> just because of the algorithms yeah. and how when you read into it, it's always trying to show stuff that's purposely like going to make you angry and all that. <laughs> and the other thing is just like all the stuff that comes with TikTok, like uh, now I've re I don't know what, I go down rabbit holes sometimes <laughs> on my weekends, but I was, I was watching this one video about a woman who investigated into TikTok and how they believe there's a trend where it's promoting mental health disorders like yeah, okay. i have no idea but you guys ever heard of something called like dissociative identity disorder yeah I haven't. you've heard of that yeah, yeah yeah so it's like um it's a it's a bit different to split personality disorder but they believe that different identities and in, uh, inhabit one's body and all that and then on tiktok it talks about how they're making this stuff like cool Right. And how they're actually yeah, okay. actually um people are making it a trend. Yeah. Okay. And it's because these things are getting views. Yeah. And then they go deeper into that, like the power of like views and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And how everybody if something is like if something's getting you like this kind of attention, this kind of views, they will keep going, even if it means like morally degrading myself. At the yeah. end of the day, it's just like a business, I guess. Correct. The more attention you get. Yeah. Um, the more value you, you have in the app, I guess. So, mm. uh, yeah. Like they say, attention's the new currency. There was one conspiracy theory I was writing about TikTok. Oh, maybe it wasn't a conspiracy theory, but like, because um, it's obviously Chinese, right? Yes. So that uh, while they're all in like the Western side of like the world, 
we see all that sort of stuff and like yeah it's all kind of silly stupid stuff that you see but um apparently in like china they promote like um like <laughs> the clips you see are like people building robots people studying like quite a quite a different thing they're trying to like get people to be better kind of thing education yeah education, oh, I love that. education. that's awesome well the, for China, the <laughs> yeah. The conspiracy theory thing is that that's kind of like they're sort of weaponizing TikTok, you know. Like let's let's try and make Western society more stupid while we try and encourage ourselves to be more intelligent and more studious. There's a lot of there's a lot of conspiracies. With yeah, that. I mean it's such a, just such a big thing, I guess. So like it's easy to yeah. Well, that mm, I actually want to be on that Chinese TikTok then, but <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> the kind of stuff <laughs> I want. I genuinely yeah, yeah, want yeah, yeah, from yeah. social media, and now. Getting, I mean, you guys are generally, of course, yeah. you guys are older than me and all that. But over this last year, I've spoken about it a few times, I've grown to become less and less on social media. Yeah. yeah. Because it's just, I, there's a lot of crap. Also, yeah. But also, generally, like uh, who you are as like a person and all that, like social media is all about most, of, not generally all the time, but most of the time it's generally about people. Um, trying to constantly one-up each other, mm. one-up each other about every little thing and all that. And then people, as a response, they get jealous to it and all that. And it also brings out the worst side. And I feel like when you, when I think about that response, I'm like, well, you're just not paying attention to what's in front of you and you just don't have to value. Like when you're on social media constantly, you feel like, oh, fuck, I've been doing this for hours. I've got to put something out there to show that mm. I'm doing the fucking work and all that, but you can't appreciate, you got to do it for them. You can't appreciate it for yourself. Yeah. yeah. I, I completely hear what you're saying, man. There's yeah. so much social stigma, especially for younger people as well. They kind of grew up with this sort of society. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of pressure involved. I can see it obviously running the afters page. Like we connect with a lot of younger people and mm -hmm. you can kind of see that happening through that. Um, there's a lot of like social expectations. People want to look cool. People want to mm. look rich um, and whatnot. It's um, it's it's quite interesting yeah. how it's gone to this point, you know. Yeah, but it's it's like because the thing is like we have to use it, you know. Yeah, um, I we've just hired someone to do our content management because oh. I've been doing it for three years now. That's brilliant. Um, yeah, well and now done. we're going on SoundCloud, on the podcast, on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook. There's too much going on. Mm -hmm. And for the th last three years, I completely agree with what you said because I found my brain has just become way more mushy, like mm -hmm. short attention span, mm -hmm. just because I'm constantly like, it's for work, you know? It is, it um, is. And it feels so good for the last couple of weeks to just like step back a little bit. Um, I mean, you guys heard of Andrew Huberman, right? Ooh, no, I think I've seen the name, but yeah, he's a really like famous uh, neuroscientist, and obviously he's got a PhD. He's got PhDs, and people are just like constantly following him. And he's been talking about we're living in a world of like constant overstimulation, mm -hmm. and then how doing certain activities, right? Obviously, you get like a dopamine spike. Something from simple like eating like sugary food or things like having sex and all that, they found that being on your phone, like the stimulation of being on your phone is actually higher in certain areas. Yeah. And because when you're on your phone constantly, you're trying to go for more, you look for more, look for more, yeah, build yeah. more. But when you're off your phone, that's when your dopamine levels just drop. Yeah. And all that. So that's why people are now so addicted to their phones is because mm. they're addicted to the dopamine high. And they feel shit when they're not on it. They feel shit when they're yeah. not on it, 100%. Cool. So how do you... Um, so tell me... Then again, you, you said you were doing content creation and all that for... Yeah, for the last three years for the brand, just it started with like just posting about the events. Okay. 
Um, and then I think um, when we kind of blew up and we started getting a lot of schools in Perth, um, people associated a lot of the events with like the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started posting more about the staff um, and then we got into DJing. So like got a bit better like content creation through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but only recently for the last like two months, I've really said to myself, I want to focus on TikTok just because it just makes sense with the audience. And also I know there's a lot of negatives that go with it, but there's, I think there's a lot of positives that mm. go with like social I, media. The reach is just- They can be. Yeah. 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 You just got to look past those negatives. Yeah. I tell yeah. people, but- Yeah. Or like <laughs> what I'm trying to do at the moment is just like post it and get good at that. And then just like don't have to browse because someone else is managing it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Is this something you both do and all that or? No. <laughs> Mostly me. You do. Um, we have a couple club nights now or club oh, events yeah. Yeah. Um, so Rocky manage manages one of them pages, but okay. for the most part it's me so how do you guys like split the work <laughs> I mean <sighs> we just you guys sound like you're doing a lot you're doing a lot of shit this yeah. is awesome but I mean I probably like the day to day stuff we sort of I don't know we're pretty flexible with we sort of swap between but then I guess like he's sort of the front end of everything and I'm sort yeah. of the back end I guess more like, like I, relations and he's more yeah, like admin I'll do I guess. admin stuff but like yeah we when we run events, like if I'm busy, like, so like the private hire one's probably the one we handball the most. Yeah. Like, um, that's just, you know, people hitting us up for like DJs for a 21st or a 50th, whatever. Um, but, you know, it can be like, Santi, mate, you need to do this this week. I'm, I'm too yeah. busy. Yeah. And you go, cool. Next week, oh, Lucky, you need to, you need to take it back. I'm too busy. That's probably the one we handball the most. Yeah. And then everything else is just like, it's just communication, really. Like, we see each other every day. We're talking all the yeah, time. Yeah. We work together. I try work yeah. like, Face to face, I think it helps a lot. Wow! Now offloading some of this stuff as well, like get, getting other people in, is like that's huge as well yeah. because it it means like so he's freed up his time, which means I can free up my time by giving him more stuff, and then yeah, it also it also just means that we can focus on stuff that we want to do rather Bigger than just sort of like not that we're treading water, but you know, for lack of a better phrase, it's sort of like rather than just doing the same thing over and over and over and not being able to kind of go well, where do we want to go? Oh, okay. that strategic side of things, like when you're caught up doing absolutely everything, it's hard to sort of like just stop and kind of yeah. dream a bit and plan towards that. Yeah, the so. way I see it for me is like I've started like all these kind of like little businesses within, like started with the afters, then I just yeah. decided to start like that DJ hire. Yeah. And I kind of put the like starting steps, kind of systemize it a little bit. Yeah. And now we're getting people to just kind of like manage that for yeah, us yeah, yeah, as yeah. we kind of take a step back. And then hopefully we can spend more time working on the systems. To yeah. make it more flawless. Yeah, yeah, that's where, that's like the best place to put our time. Like. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So is it like, has this been something that's gotten to now or when you guys like started, it was like, okay, wh- what do we do? <laughs> I think it was actually kind of crazy. Like it started pretty chill. I mm. think like the first year I did five afterballs over the space of like eight, nine months. Okay. So it was quite easy and to manage. Many? I was working... Sorry, how many you guys done right? As so of I this wasn't, year? I wasn't involved at that point. Oh. Yeah, so I was doing, I was doing the magazine. Yeah, so we've um in total, I think we've booked, we've run up to like fifty one or fifty two, <sighs> now in three years, which is crazy. Respect. And we've booked up to like sixty five now, sixty four, something, something like, that. like that. Oh my god, that yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And it was there was one point where like we've done the five. And then I think we hosted like six or seven, one of those, mm-hmm. and it went really well. And there was a lot of people there, and the word of mouth just went crazy. Was that the one that blew you guys oh up? Oh my god! Yeah, yes. that's all it takes. Is sometimes Lockie helped us get the venue for that. It yeah. was a crazy venue. It was in the city, <laughs> and um, it just it, yeah, it went really good. And then I could just tell on Instagram like whenever you do an event and it goes well, you just get all these followers. And for that one, we just got like. Like almost like 500. Uh, massive warehouse. Yeah. Um, and like we really built a name for ourselves then. And yeah. that point where it was just like, 
holy crap, Lockie, there's all this stuff going on, the social media, like, yeah. and that's kind of when it started taking off. That is brilliant. And I love that. That's so, so old school as well. Like pa- mm. the, the people forget the power of word of mouth. It's yeah, probably the best way of marketing. I 100%. Think. Yeah. yeah. And I've, cause personally myself as a PT, um, a lot of PTs put their stuff online, constantly put their stuff on mm. like content online, which, which I'm super supportive of. Uh, but I've always said, if you actually do a good job, that's all that it takes. If you yeah. do well as a PT, your clients will do more marketing for you than ever. And I believe that is across, that can work for almost any industry in general. Mm-hmm. But it's also, um, we got to be careful because I think someone said to me, if you have a bad experience, you're more likely to tell five people. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. have a good yeah. experience, people love like, to complain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people do love to complain mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. But it's also people who always want to see the, the negative side of certain yeah. things. Like, do you ever go onto a business? And then you look at the reviews and <laughs> yeah. then even though they've got like a hundred good reviews, they got one or two bad reviews. You always read those yeah, bad yeah, reviews. What happened? What happened? Yeah. hundred percent. I feel like it's, it sticks to your brain a lot more. It's more memorable. Yeah. I find. I always question why that is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just like the drama. You love yeah. the drama. We love drama. <laughs> yeah, we as human beings definitely are sort of yeah. into it. That sort of stuff. So, where you know you guys are handling the clubs you know you guys are handling the podcast and so podcasts how do you guys like make time for stuff then on djs like how are you not like exhausted and all that on the weekends like do you have Um, to like limit yourselves or probably the the great thing is that because we're doing all this stuff for ourselves we're kind of pretty flexible so like if we've got a really hectic weekend coming up Mm -hmm. like we can see that and we're either going to be like, all right, well, let's kind of like, let's go really hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, kind of clear our schedule so that Thursday, Friday, we can sort of like have a bit of a light schedule before a big weekend or I think the classic one is we normally don't do that because things pop up anyway. And then the Monday after a big weekend, we're just kind of like, let's just yeah. have a bit of a breather. Okay. Just do some. Like, I find, I stuff. find honestly for myself, I struggle a lot with it. It's um especially last week when we hired our content manager mm-hmm. it was like a huge milestone for me like it just felt amazing because yeah. it's been like a grind for three years especially because i started the afters um late nights i remember the first one i ran just because low budget i was there till like 6 a.m cleaning the place up and he was yeah. still not happy with it wow. yeah to be honest that's probably the worst bit that being busy is not so exhausting in of itself it's more like the the switching up of the hours Mm, yeah. um, I guess with coming Like being busy Like sometimes like eating well And, yeah. and like it's finding six. time To be like exercise And be fit Like yeah. that's probably That's a game changer If you can like Eat a home cooked meal Every single night of the week And you've got to like Go play soccer A couple nights of the week Like you, you're probably alright Yeah I find yeah. my um, I'm way more confident I'm way more like Driven Over the last month Since I got back into the gym And setting yeah. A little bit better um, that's helped a lot, but it got to a point where just because I was so full on with everything, like even the social media side of things, and yeah, I felt definitely like burnt out. Mm. I think it was there was a couple of points this year where I was just like, like this is just too much. Yeah, you um, don't mind me asking, like what what was happening at that point where you thought to yourself like this is um, too much? Yeah, so obviously um, there was a point where we were paying ourselves money from the afters this year, and we decided like it's not going to be sustainable. So we're going to have to get like external jobs or like I have to figure out this DJ for hire thing and make it a full-time thing or whatever. So I kind of started planning towards that. So we had done the afters and I just decided to throw myself like full deep into like DJing Mm -hmm. um, to kind of sustain myself individually. And then the company can just, you know, keep growing um, steadily. 
um, and started doing that, smashed out, like, I was getting paid no money, and I was doing, like, no, nah, website, I was doing all this stuff just to build this um, DJ for Hire thing, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, and then I reached out for a couple of external DJ companies just to get a bit of extra work as well, and then, like, help some of my DJs get extra work as well. Um, and yeah, just smashed that out for about two months with very little um, monetization, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, luckily enough, now I'm a full time DJ, and it was hard. Yeah, because um, I do. I I'll confess this. Um, for four years, I worked in the uh, stripping industry. Oh, yeah, that's nice. that's a big hit. Yes, <laughs> you know a guy called Adam Webb by any chance? Cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> the name does sound familiar and all that. Yeah, I mean, I knew most of the players and all that, but I I do speak to DJs at the clubs and they tell me how competitive the DJ market is mm. and yeah, like how yeah. you know some clubs will only hire like they'll have one DJ and that'll be their main DJ for yeah. Like yeah. months and months and months. Yeah, and then some places like they don't, they told me they don't want DJ out because it's like it's impossible just to. You know, do a certain thing as like get enough money just to like pay your bills and all that mm. because it's at night. Mm. You're constantly putting up with drunk people, mm. you know. So we're pretty grateful. I think we have a great platform with the afterballs as a beginning stage because mm-hmm. now we put our DJs on that. Mm-hmm. So all these kids that are getting into partying mm-hmm. get to see our DJs first. And like I said to the DJs, like every party you do is an opportunity to like market yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you get paid, whatnot. But if you do a good job, like word of mouth will go out. Yeah. And I like, yeah, so there's been some afters where they're finished and they're like, holy crap, that's the best DJ I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that helps us a bit to grow that yeah. DJ for hire business. So we got a bit of, like, a head start. Like, we didn't start from zero, I guess. Um, but then also as well, we tried to do, like, our own events. Um, we're trying to, like, kind of work on releasing our own um, record label mm-hmm. on the side just to kind of feed into the DJ world. And then obviously the club nights as yeah. well. So yeah, I'm I think trying, I was, to, I trying think to work on this last little ecosystem at the moment because we just have all these random bits. But I guess like going on what Santi was saying, like we have the afterballs is this great beginner stage for a DJ. Yeah. Um, the huge crowd, so like right in the deep end, and then you know if they're doing well there, great, we'll put you on some private gigs, do some fifties, do some twenty first. If you're doing well there, great, we'll put you in a club. So giving them like that, and God, yeah, if you want to produce, we, we've got a record label, so it gives them like. Nice, easy start, huge, like, opportunities, and, yeah, we can just keep them engaged through and all of that. not just DJs, but we've also got promoters that yeah. are coming up. Um, oh, how many, uh, sorry, but how many staff do you have under the company right now? Not like, um, we um, don't have, like, yeah, we get casual. a lot of casual workers. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not contracted, but I would say probably about 12 people. Yeah. Oh, guys, that's dope. Yeah, it's an, it's an awesome family, to be honest. It, um, it started with a guy called Jake. Um, he was year 11 at the time, and I was doing the first year of Afterballs, and I was like, man, we're struggling for money. Can you get us some, like, of your mates to work for a bit of cash? Um, and it just built up from there. Like, mm. all his mates kind of jump on board, and it's grown, and now, like, some of them are photographers. Some of them are, like, our staff. Some have become promoters. Like, wow. it's so sick. So you got, like, an army of lads just working under you right lads now. Lads and yeah. ladies, lads yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, yeah. So when you guys are like DJing as well, do you like help each other out with certain gigs or is that something you guys like to stick to yourselves, like stick, stay private? Yes, I mean, sometimes like um, 
so there's like a back-to-back thing where you know like, like santi and i might dj a set together kind of thing yeah. um we're pretty f- so pretty the, flexible with everyone, it yeah everyone everyone's capable of doing it on their own um i remember there was a moment with one of our djs where like i've gathered up this music collection for about a year and okay. i was like oh there's my music habit man and he's like are you sure like you like you know how hard you work to get all that music and you're just giving it to me and i was like dude like we're all a team like if you do well i do well as well so yeah. that's uh, kind of like a that's a lot of trust yeah he's a great kid man oh. dylan <laughs> so do you make your own or uh, i'm sorry i gotta ask yourself i got i know a lot i know djs <laughs> terms of people, i know nothing about djing so it's gonna sound like a five-year-old when i say this but do you guys like make your own music or mix um, it like, how well, does it work a dj doesn't no a dj a dj just like mixes music so going from one it. song to another going from one song to another but okay. the benefit like the and the difference i suppose from like a you know running a spotify playlist is obviously like the energy that you get it's yeah. a performance you um you're reading the crowd and stuff like that so you're playing things that people want to hear yeah you can surprise sort of the crowd yeah um like you can choose to mix a song at the start at the middle or the end and it will give like a different reaction so it's up to you as an artist or a dj to kind of like give that your own take and kind of yeah. like give the crowd the best experience possible through your music okay yeah. so that's a dj but then a producer makes music yeah so oh. through the record label will yeah do that but i've just not, um so i've just started trying to learn it bits yeah. and pieces and it's a lot of fun and it's very addictive and very time consuming wow so i i think over the summer i'll get a bit more time to get into it that's, that's crazy like you got all these like different disciplines you got all these routines like Tell me a little bit, but then how do you like uh, channel into a day by day individually for yourselves? Like, do you, you know, wake up, okay, this time I'm going to do this, this time I've got to do this, or is it just you need guys to be get better at that? It's, yeah, it is a bit spontaneous. It is a bit reactionary. I I've tried it, um, and it, it's really hard. Like, I want to wake up early, but especially now DJing on the weekends, like two, three times. Sometimes you finish at one, sometimes yeah. you finish at four. I see the bags under your eyes, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the sleep, man, it's it's tough. I, yeah. yeah, I always used to try to make my bed and I went through a stage where I was like extremely disciplined. Like I ate very well, like tracked all my food, went to the gym like religiously. Um, and then getting into this line of work, um, I had to compensate a little bit. Obviously I wanted the business to grow and I had to take some sacrifice. But um, what I've found recently is try not to put too much stress on myself with the, like the timing of stuff I do because my sleep can be so all over the place. Mm -hmm. But I try to do some things like I think it helps a lot, like having a coffee in the morning, just Mm. keeping that consistent for me. Yeah, little Um, little habits mm, more than anything has helped. Yeah, be maybe more steady with the getting into like work mode more than Mm. being like I'm going to do this at ten thirty and that. Yeah, because it's so it's so different. Every day is so different. Like um, you know. One, uh, probably the DJ hire is a classic example where, you know, like it's not responding to those inquiries and stuff like that is like it's it's something you have to do every day, but it's not time consuming enough to be a whole day thing. Like yeah. you might get an email on a Monday morning and you respond to that email and then you might get a response Monday afternoon. So it's something you have to just dive in and yeah. out of, but you're not going to just sit around for eight hours and wait for that email to and come it's, back. Um, you got to go do something else. So. It's a thing when they're booking, you want to be like as quick as possible, like responding yeah. and stuff. So you can't like, just like say, Oh, I'm just going to respond to the emails Monday and Tuesday yeah, and then leave it till next week. Cause you might get an inquiry Thursday. And then by the time Monday comes, they've already booked someone else. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of hopping between things, but I guess the, the probably the way, I guess more than anything is we just write lists. Yeah. <laughs> we just have like a list of things that we need to do and we can just sort of like, we'll touch base pretty much every morning and just go through yeah. like, what have you got on your list? What have I got on my list? And um, can 
am, am I better doing something on your list? Are you better doing something on mine? What's what's the priority? Yeah. And we just go through that. Yeah, That's, and, yeah. and try to remember as much stuff as you can, especially with yeah. staff, like having to manage people, it can yeah. get pretty. Wow. The communication between you guys is off the charts. That's insane. We talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. ever just like have to like, you know, okay, well, we've seen each other enough. To, uh, do, you, do you guys like do individual things that you know, like, like what I'm trying to say is like, how do you, do you set boundaries or anything? Do you like Not have really. a system like, okay, it's 10 o'clock. Um, nah. So Monday night, <laughs> I'm done. That's it. That's fine. You know? uh, I mean, we don't, we don't have boundaries set, but I mean, sometimes you would like, I don't know, you, we just send a message to each other. So I, like, I'm just going to go for a surf or I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. And you, you sort of get like, I mean, you get like an hour break or whatever. But yeah. I find that sometimes yeah. when we go out together, we just end up talking about work or something. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's awesome. I yeah, mean, because yeah. when, when I started the podcast, when I started this podcast with my first time, it's, it's exciting because it's the only, it's, it's like the only thing you talk about it, but because you're, it's a constant form, you know, you're always focusing on something new and you're learning as you go on and all that. Um, now with the, uh, with the podcast, I wanted to actually mainly focus on that part for the, the next half of it. Let's um let's talk about your style. Like let's talk about um the, what are we trying to focus on mainly in terms of like guests and you know what, what's uh, tell me tell the audience a little bit about that. You know, I guess it's changed a fair bit already in the first three. Well, the first one we sort of had a I wouldn't say a script, but we had some some points that we wanted to hit, um, and we sort of talked about those, but it didn't seem as natural as it mm. like like you said like this flowy stuff's quite nice it's just you're just having a chat mm -hmm. so we sort of we quickly moved to that probably by the second one but i think um we sort of use it as um as a way of creating content for our platforms for instagram and stuff and so basically the i guess the crux of it is you know we get to sit in here for an hour um and we'll just talk about what we've done on the past week what's coming up um anything exciting updates for for the viewers i suppose um and then we can take little clips from that so you know we do we sit down for an hour we fit we talk and then maybe we get like five little bits of content yeah. from that that we can post so content's a big one definitely yeah. but we also kind of want to give um i don't know a platform for the perth events industry yeah. anyone that wants to be involved anyone that wants to tell the story and also like hopefully ideally we just want to help as many people as possible um so if this can help people get into the events industry where they might not be sure, answer some questions, mm. get them motivated. I think um, that's cool. As well as we network a lot. It yeah, helps it gives the us a huge opportunity to learn, you know, like we get, you know, we've, we get, at, the, at the moment we've got people in that we, that we know and we've worked with and stuff like that. But, you know, down the road we might be able to just reach out to people and go, hey, look, you, you run this event, we run this podcast, let's have a chat. And we'll be able to learn little things from them that we can Yeah, pick their brains. So and and it's fun. I it it is. It yeah. is. I it's can tell meditative. definitely getting the vibe. You guys are way, way ahead. So in my two, two and a half years of doing this and working with other podcasts and all that, the number one thing I tell everybody before, before you get into this or if you want to go far in this is you have to learn how to become a good speaker and a good mm. conversationist and mm -hmm. a good interviewer at least because – it's, I tell this all the time, but have you guys ever listened to any podcasts out there and the clip is so good, but that's like the only good like 10, 15 seconds in yeah. the whole podcast yeah. and all that. And then you actually go to the actual podcast itself and you're like, what the hell is this and yeah. all that, you know? Yeah. You guys, the way that you communicate as well, and maybe that's a ding and all that, 
it's so imp- you you're really f- a lot further ahead <laughs> than some <laughs> of the podcasts I've actually spoken to, and I appreciate that because I when I'm that. when I'm actually yeah no by all means do so because whenever <laughs> I'm like having a, a conversation with someone, I'm always thinking in my head things like do they stutter, do they mumble, do they switch topic quickly. Do they, you know, how many arms, ooh, ass, do mm. they say and all that? And oh. then once you, oh. yes, I don't know, yes. Did that, that just trigger a memory? The, the, yeah, first the first few episodes <laughs> weren't as smooth as now. Yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of that came from the fact that it wasn't, it wasn't a natural conversation. Because when you're yeah. having a conversation, you don't um and up. But when you're trying to say something, yeah. uh, you know, the equivalent of, I guess, like if you're at uni or you're at school and you're trying to do a speech, you know, and you're trying to remember what you're trying to say, <laughs> as opposed to just knowing what you want to say. Yeah. That, so that... In the first, episode. and like we're still learning, and yeah. I think watching back the podcast has helped me quite a bit. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm moving too much. I'm not. Yeah, that's good. That's a very. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how you get rid of the ego. Mm. Uh, back when I first started, I was saying, <laughs> breathing in the fucking microphone every ten <laughs> seconds. It was so hard for me to watch that. But once you get really comfortable listening to your own voice and get comfortable going back and watching stuff and you're taking notes, that is how you grow. If you just try to free flow the whole way mm. to the, right to where you are, that's kind of um, prohibits your progress a little bit and all that. Mm. Yeah. It's like anything though. Hey? True. Yeah. True. DJing, uh, working out. I yeah. guess you can take it into it if you just don't reassess what you're doing in your program. Whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But I've always oh, – but. Then contra- this contradicts what I've said. I've always been a big fan of just diving deep into things, making a mess and cleaning it up, yeah. rather than just you know. S- sometimes that's what you need to do for certain things. Like sometimes at the end of the day, you just got to wing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fear trying to start things and do things, yeah. and especially at the start, you're always going to suck. Like yeah. You're not going to be elite at podcasting yeah. on your first episode. You can't. You can't <laughs> control everything. You can. You can do what you can, but yeah, like you don't know so many things. Okay. So if I dare say, out of you know the events, the podcast, the um, you know, sorry, uh, the DJing, which was probably a little, like the most scariest for you guys, then. Mm. Or is this an individual? Probably answer? the getting, probably getting the warehouse the first yeah. instance because we were throwing parties there and we had very little um, understanding of the law and we'd always get cops rocking up to our parties. Really? Like, we're gonna go to jail, man! Like, what's the word? Ten thousand dollar fine if you if you show a party and it's deemed like um, out of control. And th- there's no there's no clear <laughs> definition of that. So you know that yeah. there is no definition about it. It seems very like it's just an opinion. It's, it's very subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But oh, I wow. remember the first. I think the first afters that we threw in the in our warehouse, we had cops rock up, but Tell they rocked up that. after we'd. Oh, dude, that's nothing compared to when the bus of cops rocked up at that warehouse in the city. The party that said blew us up. Okay. Um, It was when COVID just hit. Okay. And we had, I think, like 380 people. (sighs) Right? Right? Um, What, 380 kids? Yeah. Right? And there was two stages, and one DJ was, like, blowing the roof of everyone's head, right? And then the other DJ had, like, two people on the stage. So not only was it, like, a lot of people, but they were all packed on one one side. How big was this warehouse? If you had two DJs, it was big. It was very big. <laughs> it was massive. Um, <laughs> wow. And then <laughs> someone tells me a guy that was running it with us um, said, "Oh, there's a bus of cops here. Security want to talk to you." And security's like, "Yeah, there's heaps of cops here. They want to talk to you." Um, and they just like question me, "Do you have a liquor license?" All this stuff, and I'm like, "No, there's no, no liquor license. There's no alcohol in the venue. Whatnot. We've got enough toilets. We've got the enough square meters per person as well." 
Um, but obviously, like my heart was racing, dude. Yeah, it was like speaking of cops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> a bus wish. of them, and it was like six or seven of them, and they're going to this crazy warehouse, and it's just packed, and COVID just hit, and I was so stressed out, man. Took him through. Yeah, and it was this crazy warehouse. The guy that hosted that party. He's like an artist as well. So he had like paintings and like he's designed like a UFO and the stage was like a robot head. It's so sick, man. That sounds but like then the coolest after party ever. It, it, it How did you was. manage to convince him to let you use that place? Uh, that oh, guy's a legend, man. For a bit, yeah. I just chatted to him. I was going to throw like some parties there before and then just never ended up doing it because it was such a big space. And then... Yeah, yeah. Needed a space I needed a space pretty desperately for these afters. And this is the kind of guy he is. It sums him up pretty well. I was like, yeah, so we've got these afters, but we've got two like back to back, one on the Friday, one on the Saturday. And he goes, two in a row? That's got me more excited. Let's lock it in. <laughs> like he, and he was like, that's crazy. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> he's that kind of guy. So what happened then when you let the cops through and all that? Did Have you actually, I don't want to step on you, but have you actually had an event? Be shut down or no, never. Oh, oh wow! Not by the cops, by us. We've shut. We've events shut down. events down, yeah. but not by the cops, which is well, awesome. Uh, well, up for reasons other than kids, just safety, safety, safety issues. Yeah, yeah. some oh, like brawls and shit. Some, some people rocked up that were causing trouble, and before it got too heated, we just decided to shut it down before it got worse. <sighs> yeah, like especially they were getting heated with security. And yeah. like, yeah, you gotta protect the security. Yeah, security and they're underage kids, so you yeah. don't want a brawl to happen between security and them. Yeah, um, uh, but that time when the cops came through, man. They went through the whole thing and it was just packed out. It felt like a festival. Wow. Um, and I took them to the other stage while it was empty. And I was like, yeah, this is what's happening. For some reason, we're trying to get people on this stage, but they can't. So we're trying to get them to like social distance and whatnot. Yeah. And there's just kids running around everywhere. Like some kids are probably yakking or something. <laughs> and like, yeah, they're just like, they're just like, look, I think like, yeah, it looks good. It's fine. And as soon as he said that, man, I was just like, yeah, it's <sighs> the best feeling. And then I was walking out with the cops and one of the workers just like looks at me. He's like, oh no, he's going to jail. <laughs> like just <laughs> so really like, just not the worst thing. And I just go like thumbs up. And then like after that, like the cops leave and we're just like hugging each other. Like, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, I think the worst, that, that was the worst thing that they've probably seen. But I remember we had one oh like God. this year that was like, it was pretty tame, but we had, we had cops rock up and then they were like, yep, yeah, it's fine, whatever. And then another cop car rocked up and it was like the, the state manager or something. I don't know. Not like the chief or anything, but just like a regional manager for the okay. cops. And they weren't so happy with it. But it was like, it was, honestly, it was very fine. But they took, um they documented my license down in case they wanted to like, because she was like, oh, it's, you know, it's a $10,000 fine if we deem it out of control. And I was like, do you deem it out of control? She's like, not yet. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> wow. And then, um, and then we just had a chat and she was like, yeah, I'm just going to take your license off you and document that. And I was like, oh my God, she actually has mm. a bone to pick. She said she'd be back in an hour. And I was like, did she come back in an hour? She didn't. She played me like a fiddle. Oh, but I, you think I it was, was just like, like scare tactics mm, and all that? Could be. Well, I, like, it seems like it, but like for what? Like nothing was happening. But anyway, yeah, I was like, oh, that's bad. I think with cops, it like yeah. obviously depends on who you get. But for us, like everyone we've had has been pretty good. They're people. They Dude. like to party too. They yeah. understand it. You ever had any cops just want to jump in and all that? <laughs> no, we had the one I was talking about before when we had the first one at our warehouse and the cops rocked up after the party had 
Oh, done. yeah. <laughs> and they come through and they're like, oh, boys, we just had a noise complaint from here. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're like, we had a party. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, what was the party? What was the party? <laughs> I was like, oh, it was like a school after ball. And they're like, oh, my God, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like and they saw the setup. That's like lucky. That. That's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> they loved it. Because uh, that kind of reminds me of like, fuck, this is a big throwback as well. But like, you guys remember Levers? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone goes on Levers or everyone loves the cops on Everyone levers. loves Yeah, the cops, the cops <laughs> are dancing <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> that's kind of like, sounds yeah, like it all yeah. that we go in your industry so um when you have your podcast as well do you have people on who like work with you or we have had that yeah for okay. most of them really actually we've only had guests a couple times yeah so i think at the start especially while we get used to the format yeah and whatnot and like which way we want to go about it i think it was good to test out two or three with our staff yeah um obviously now we're going to try get as many guests as we can but i don't mind like rotating like maybe fortnightly with like our staff yeah we still get up to like a lot of things on mm. our weekly basis like a lot of stuff happens um yeah we're doing plenty a to lot. reflect on mm. yeah and um and i tell them as well you get better at this like obviously like it can help you reach as an artist as a dj but not only that, you get better at speaking, you get better at networking, and mm-hmm. like that's going to help you in the long, long run. Yeah, a podcast is, it's becoming more and more a way of pl- people just to get not only content but help promote people out there in general. It warms my heart nothing more because a lot of my, because I've been a PT for nearly three years now, and in the PT industry, you know, it's very competitive. There's a lot of people in there. People don't make it. But sometimes all it takes is like you could get one person on and then the next thing you know, they're getting more clients or they're getting invited onto other places. And that's the best thing as well. And I've always been like pushing for, I got no, I've always said this before, but I've, I've ne- I never had a problem with anybody who came on my podcast and immediately they started their own or went on someone else's. Yeah. I'm like, you're not stepping on my shoes or anything on that. You're yeah, just yeah. trying to play the game. That's so sick. that's the ma- that's the main thing. Um, the next thing is like, yeah, just just be disciplined. Like um, yeah. you got to treat it like it's a job, you know. Mm. You, most, I think, I think it was a crazy figure. Like um, most podcasts stop around episode 20 i think it was 20 or something not like, i can't remember the exact number but that was like n- not i said that 90 percent of podcasts stop around a certain number and it's a very low number as mm. well and once you make it past that number you're already in the top 10 percent and and so <laughs> you gotta find out that number if i could find it i'll send it to you <laughs> yeah please do but but yeah like it's a, a nice little milestone for us yeah because nowadays i've always been like everybody and their dog you know yeah, has a podcast yeah. and all that and i just say look be disciplined put it out once a week um make sure you have a certain format that you're going to stick to like for example for me now it's just one just a one hour best hour i can give you guys completely unfiltered mm. it used to be all about notes and on the laptops yeah. and all that shit but once you get used to it you'll eventually find your footing um the last thing is i always tell people is just like um with every and you would know this but with everything you do you get hate as well and you're gonna <laughs> uh, did i trigger yeah. something in the movie uh, just on uh, tiktok with uh, <laughs> oh my god yeah, yeah we've done um we've done uh, an episode where we filmed on the phone the audio was dodgy and like we're talking about listen out the the festival and it got quite a bit of reach 
Okay. Because um, we're talking art- about artists and tagging them and stuff. And there was just comments saying like, podcasting isn't for everyone and yeah. like, just stuff like that. <laughs> and I loved it, man. I really? loved it. Yeah, man. I love that stuff. Yeah, I yeah. love that stuff. Um, there's people like commenting on the ones now, just telling me like, why are you talking about clubs? You look like you're 40. People and I'm just like, the effort. <laughs> I'm just like, that's a class <laughs> comment, man. Like, it's, it's just like, to be fair, if you're commenting that stuff, you're probably coming from like a negative place anyway. But yeah. like, even then, like yeah. I just find that stuff funny and especially the like really negative comments and like the hate, I find that, I don't know what it is, but it just motivates me more to get better at it. Mm. Because like, I think it comes down to the ego. Like I know I'm not perfect, but like I'm just trying to get better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's brilliant. Cause once you punch through that sort of stuff, that's, that's the ones that, you know, I feel like that's one of the reasons why people actually stop it in, <laughs> they're doing it and and i say it's not you you only lose if you stop mm. you only fail if you stop really and that's that's yeah. the main thing the other then yeah sorry going back to just like staying disciplined like you guys plan on just putting out one a week or two a week or one a fortnight yeah like, do we have a structure film one a week every friday yeah one a week um yeah. try to stay consistent just make it a routine all cool all cool yeah. and um whereabouts um you say you're out on all audio platforms as well uh i'm trying to get um, it verified on Apple Podcasts. Okay, it's on Spotify. I'm just trying to work that process at the moment. Yeah, um, it's out on Spotify now. Awesome. Which I think is the biggest. Yeah, probably. Normally, I think if you connect your Podbean to all of them, they can send it out on all of them. Yeah, so I've been doing on Podbean, but it's just like you just got to like get them to approve you and correct. stuff. Yeah. yeah, correct. Yeah, it's a, it's a process, but you mm. guys get there eventually. Yeah, and all no that. rush. To be yeah. honest, we're yeah. just enjoying it. Yeah. yeah, good man, good man. Alrighty, um, that's sort of just like heading up to the end of it now. Uh, but before we let you guys go and all that, um, that's uh, let's just give you guys the plug. Um. So Club Faye, we can find you guys on Instagram and all that. Yeah, so Instagram Fet.official, TikTok Fet Official. Um and then if you go on those, we've got a link tree with everything on that. Yeah. So okay. Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud. We want to get into LinkedIn soon. So LinkedIn <laughs> yeah. professional. Yeah. What business can you get in LinkedIn and all that? Um maybe like school school balls, maybe. Oh, um corporate events. Oh yeah. Okay. Awesome. And sorry, oh and also individual uh, my at is Santitoro underscore. Yep, Santitoro underscore. I'm yeah, probably gonna change it. Um, I'm gonna try work towards the more of like an artist for my DJ career. Um, but yeah, that'll be out soon. And I'm oh, d- sorry, just <laughs> just interrupt you. Do you have like a DJ name? Uh, SRT. SRT. Yeah, not very creative. Just my um, my initials. But it's. I was thinking of changing it, but it's just kind of caught on. So just yeah, just let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah. And uh, then for myself, I think it's at Lockie Hayes, L-A-C-H-I-E-H-A-Y-E-S. Might be a dot in there, but I don't think so. <laughs> but I know these things. Oh, cool. Let's and the, you guys just filmed an episode in here just before we started this one. Um, obviously, people would love to know when's that dropping and all that. Um, that will drop next Thursday All right, at 1pm on Spotify cool. and on YouTube. Oh, cool. So what I'll do as well is I'll make sure you include all that stuff in the description, guys. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening right now and you want to go over and uh, check these guys out, please give them a follow. Please give them a shout out by all means. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks thank for having you. us. Really appreciate this. And uh, I wish you all the best of luck, you know, and then maybe a couple of years from now we'll get back onto this. We'll sit back and have a laugh, you know. <laughs> yeah. <That'd be> sick. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much. Guys, thank you very much for listening to the Last Set Podcast. And thank you very much to all of our patrons. And that is game.